Philips was founded in 1891, focused on capturing the new market opportunity created by the advent of reliable electricity. Over the decades, the company became a powerhouse in healthcare technology, deploying products in hospitals all over the world. Today, Philips is deploying a new offer titled Enterprise Monitoring as a Service. With this offer, Philips takes telemetry from products deployed on site, analyzes that data, and provides new benefits to customers, including helping customers optimize their clinical workflows. No, this is not a commercial for Philips. This is an example of how even 100-year-old companies are jumping on the concept of analytics-driven insights. This is a podcast series about the attributes that are separating the winners from the losers in the technology industry. In the last session, we discussed the importance of signal liquidity, the fact that technology vendors that have strong customer telemetry are better positioned to capture and maintain market share. Why? Because those technology companies can analyze that telemetry to provide valuable business insights to their customers. Let me say that again. Companies with strong signal liquidity can provide more value to their customers. I am Thomas Law, the Executive Director of the Technology and Services Industry Association. Welcome to the fifth episode of our 10-part series titled The Have and Have-Nots of the Technology Industry. In this episode, we are going to dig into the concept analytics-driven insights. For those listeners not familiar with TSIA, we are a for-profit research institute. We track the financial performance of the largest publicly traded technology providers on the planet. More importantly, we perform deep operational benchmarking with the technology companies that are on the TSIA platform. It is that data that informs the insights you will hear in this series. And for the second episode in a row, I am now joined by the leader of TSIA's analytics team, Jeremy Delatezzi. Jeremy, say hello. Hi, everyone. Nice to be back and nice to be talking about one of my favorite topics, data and analytics. So this concept of analytics-driven insights, let's start by clearly defining what we mean here. Sure. Analytics-driven insights is simply the process of taking large amounts of data running analytic tools and methods against that data, and then using the results of the analysis to provide customers with actionable insights to improve their business. So, so when you say analytical tools, what are some examples? There, there are so many methods and you know which one is most appropriate or useful really just depends on the nature of your business question and the data itself. Let me provide a few examples just from internal analysis here at TSIA. First, consider predicting customer churn. On our first use case, we need to identify actionable leading indicators of churn so that our member success managers can intervene in struggling accounts. In this situation, we want to know how to predict the outcome of renew versus churn, and we want to limit ourselves to a set of actionable and put metrics and KPIs. So when it comes to methods, we want to consider supervised learning models, and in particular, those that will identify clear thresholds for action. So for us, we leverage a mixture of basic decision tree models 
that one, find strong leading indicators, and two, identify the critical inflection points in the KPIs where churn sharply decreases. So to complement this model, which is great for MBOs and prescriptive insights to our success team, we also build out a more sophisticated black box type of predictive model with a neural network. In this use case, we leverage all inputs at our disposal, actionable and non-actionable. While the results aren't necessarily prescriptive in nature, it does serve as another answer to the question, is there a churn risk with this customer? Now, another common use case at TSIA is anomaly detection. We just want to find outliers and explain their behavior. In terms of customer data, one example is download behavior on TSIA.com. Now, the statistical methods, it's really simple. It's just distribution analysis. You can use visualizations such as box and whiskers and histograms, or you can rely on calculated standard deviations from an average. Studying these outliers can reveal bugs within our website, user technical issues, and even in some cases, churn risk. Now, in terms of another supervised learning example at TSIA, let's talk about benchmarking. Our researchers have thousands of hypotheses regarding which practices can help companies best achieve their outcomes. We use basic stats such as frequencies to objectively assess which practices are gaining traction within the industry and various peer groups. But to help researchers sort out causality, we leverage a variety of visual and summary correlation methods such as regression. Since our targeted population is rather small, we study and work with executive leaders of top technology companies, not end users of social media platforms. It's critical that we don't get fooled by randomness and outliers. Hence, it's important we use a rigorous process and leverage multiple methods at our disposal. Now, another popular method is market basket analysis. If your company has a large portfolio and you want to know which product a given customer is most likely to purchase next, you can benefit from this tool. Plus, all that you need is purchase data. If you have SKUs and receipts, this algorithm can provide your customer success and sales teams with prescriptive expansion selling insights. Lastly, let's talk about unsupervised learning. This collection of models is great at finding the unknown and can actually inject new questions into your organization. One such type is clustering. It groups items together that are similar, and then it's up to your organization to explain the groups. If the items are individuals, your company can create a new persona strategy. If the items are social media posts, your company can identify trending issues in your platform. The possibilities are truly endless. So, so Jeremy, you just reminded me that if I uh, ever ask a, an analytic professional, hey, can you give me an example that, that I'm going to get a really thorough response? So thank you for that thorough response. But you know, we spoke previously about the challenges of getting the right telemetry. Um, what are those cha challenges that you see and where, where do companies trip up? Great question. And I've got a list of common analytic pitfalls. 
even in the situation where they start to get telemetry data, the first mistake is we still don't have the perfect data. Let's wait. And my advice to companies is consistent. You have enough data to mine insight. You have enough data to get a return on analytic efforts. Don't hesitate. Second is a lack of a plan. Let me ask you if you've heard this before. We just hired some smart data scientists. We gave them some data. We said, go find some insights. Look, data science teams, they need process, project management, and accountability. Just because you hire smart people, don't assume that those are their strengths. Now, before the data is even analyzed or mined or insights are extracted, you should have a plan on how you're going to operationalize the insights. And that will begin to drive all of the right behavior. The third most common pitfall is, is technology. And again, it stems from this premise, hey, we, we hired smart people, they know what to do. You don't want your talented employees spending 80% of their time finding data, cleaning data, reshaping data. Instead, we want to make sure that we're providing those employees with great technology that can radically reduce their data cleaning efforts. And that way you get your analysts spending time on analyzing data for your desired insights. Yeah, those are some very helpful and practical points there. So I appreciate you, you put those on the table. And, you know, as we sit here and we talk about you know, analytics-driven insights, you know, one of my favorite examples is what has happened with these cloud-based email systems, right? When everyone ran email on their own desktop, there was no opportunity for analytics-driven insights. Now, right, because our email system at the TSI is in the cloud, I, I get weekly emails from our email provider with the following insights. First of all, analysis on how I'm spending my time and if I'm not getting enough focus time, which as you know, a researcher and a writer is critical. And then I'm also getting analysis on commitments I've made in my emails, right? Checking to make sure that I kept those commitments. Now, I mean, this type of automated insight is only possible because of the customer telemetry now available to the email uh, provider. So, so I'm curious, what, what is one of your favorite examples of analytics-driven insights? Well, in, in terms of a product, I, I love Newton's learning platform. This software platform customizes learning paths for individual learners based on their progression and performance. Students excel at certain topics but struggle with others. The platform automatically tailors the volume and type of work and content. Uh, in, in terms of a, a good sales analytics example, Cisco has this cool story with a program they called Cisco Service Sales Accelerator. Uh, it's, a, it's a great example of just keeping things very simple. At its core, it's a basic matching algorithm. It answers the following question. Does the customer behavior match the purchase level of support? And, and where there's not a good match, the system makes a suggestion to the account executive and talk about great results in the first year. They identified $65 million in leads and they were able to close $28 million in bookings just in the first year. Wow. 
They did. Didn't they do a presentation on that in one of the TSIA conferences? I thought I saw that. Absolutely. So if you search for Cisco Service Sales Accelerator on TSA.com, you'll come across the story in detail. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very compelling story. I mean, so, so you know, as we talk about this, I mean, how important is this capability of analytics-driven insights? You know, I was just reading, Amazon accounts for nearly 37% of all U.S. e-commerce sales, and they created that market dominance by leveraging data and analytics better than any of their, their competitors. So here's the big question for our listeners today. What happens if one of your competitors masters analytics-driven insights before you do? Thanks again for joining us. I look forward to our next session where I discuss adoption aptitude with the leader of our customer success research practice, Stephen Fulkerson. Cheers. Cheers.